some thoughts about the Mars in Gemini transit that just ended several days ago. Uh, I've been thinking about it the last couple days. I also saw on social media many people. I gotta say, I have to say, a hundred percent of the posts I saw about the Mars in Gemini transit ending and going into Cancer was about how happy people were that it was leaving Gemini. So I'm one that's not happy. <laughs> um, I understand transits. I'm an astrologer. Uh, planets go through signs. Uh, but this was a rare one we just had for seven months. Um, I know people were felt overwhelmed depending on their chart. But I know how rare this transit was. A couple of the reasons are is because Mars and Gemini is ruled by Mercury. We always look to the dispositor, uh, a planet that rules, let's say, in this case, Mars and Gemini. And we have basically uh, Mercury during the whole time Mars was in Gemini go through eight signs, starting with Virgo all the way to Aries. And in between that, especially in the beginning of the transit, Mars or Mercury you know, left Virgo and went into Libra and then the retrograde started and went back into Virgo, left, eventually, you know, kept going, went through, you know, Scorpio, Sag, of course, and then we get into the winter time and Mars went retrograde and Capricorn, Mercury went retrograde and Capricorn. Again, all the way to Aries. Why does this matter? Because Mars and Gemini, the retrograde that happens shows its flavor and it's workings through wherever Mercury is at the time. So if you think about other planets that go retrograde, let's just say it's um, it'll be Jupiter and Aries, right? Well, we can't pick that one because uh, if Jupiter and Aries goes retrograde, like it's going to be ruled by Mars and Gemini the whole time. If we pick another transit, you're not going to get as many changes and many different looks or ways that a planet into a sign can function as one that we just had with Mars and Gemini. So I am grateful for that. That doesn't even count. That doesn't even count the three major uh, squares that Mars and Gemini did with Neptune and Pisces, the three major trines that it did with Saturn and Aquarius. Okay. Um, the lunations that were involved, uh, Libra new moon, uh, Aries, the, the the equinox that happened, the new moon, uh, the full moon that happened during the Libra birthdays, any play, anything where there was a, uh, something ruled by Mars, which most importantly, we go to the north and south nodes, which are currently north node Taurus, uh, south node Scorpio, ruled by that Mars and Gemini from August to March. One more thing, and this is the secret little thing, is the relationship that Mars and Gemini had with it ruling the current Chiron and Aries story, and at times the relationship by aspect, by sextile, that it made with Chiron and Aries. And 
here, when we deal with Chiron and Aries, we're dealing with a separation of self and a wound, which is a separation of self and how one reclaims a, a lost part of self, a, a wounded self, and reintegrates them back to, to themselves through many different ways. One way is through recognition and self-love of recognition of wounds. Um, and then the whole time, Mars is there it, with a positive conduit to finding ways to reintegrate. And remember, Mars in Gemini is ruled by that Mercury that's gone through eight signs and two retrogrades. I don't know how many different ways you want to look at how to integrate one's wound within itself and to put it together. And I don't know what planet, what sign you would want more than Mercury and with the Gemini flavor, which completely deals with underworld, outer world, death, life, duality, going from here to there and back and forth and being the twins and knowing what it means to reintegrate two sides into one. And in this case, dealing with the separated self, the separated wound, uh, not seeing the wound, Chiron and Aries, and seeing it, acknowledging it, reintegrating it, and then sitting with it and eventually begin to go through the healing process of purging and, and moving through trauma. So this is all done in the end through a mercurial sense, through an alchemical process, through eight signs and two retrogrades, a major trine and a major square. It's all there for you. I'm missing it. Mars and Cancer, ah, yeah, it'll go through soon enough. It could pass right on along to into May. We got a good aspect this week, right? Mars and Saturn and Pisces, but that's all you're going to get in its bye-bye. Then it goes into Leo, which I think is going to be a much more interesting transit than Mars and Cancer, uh, so on and so forth. So that's my thoughts, my little rant about Mars and Gemini and it being ruled by Mercury. Down the line, those homies, those whoever on social media were, were crying about it and glad it's gone. Down the line, you're going to see how grateful you are. You're going to be wishing you had it again. Mars and Gemini gets back there next year, next summertime. I think it, I can't remember exactly. And you're going to be reminded of the seven months and have a chance to apply those things and realize how awesome it is to have a Gemini energy in your life and mercurial mercurial energy in your life.